Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Sal Capaccio. I make a special Capaccio for you, right? Oh, now that sounds really good. Oh, you like? Hey, get away! Get away from my wife with that! What's the matter, Carpaccio, no good? What? What do you do now? They don't like a Carpaccio! They like oh. Carpaccio! Oh. On WGR. I make a Capaccio for you. Sports Radio 550. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline now joins the show. Mike is on vacation the rest of the week. I'm the Bulldog. Thanks for tuning in. Bill's getting ready to play the Chargers on Saturday. Sal, good evening. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I share your uh, sentiments. I opened my show the kind of the same way today. Not as much fire and brimstone maybe as you, but um, it's frustrating. It really is. And... I don't know. I don't have. I don't have answers. I don't know what to say. It's just. It's. It's frustrating. We're talking about Christmas coming. What are we talking about? <laughs> no, not really. That's great. Actually, I'm happy for that. But uh, I, I did, yeah, I, I just. I just wanted to say. I, yeah. I felt no. Pain. Thank you. I. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough. Tough times. I, <laughs> real quick. Sorry. I just. I just tripped a wire in my own brain. Last mm-hmm. night, my wife and I. I how. How. You. Your Max is how old now? Just turned ten. A couple okay. Weeks ago. So, um, very different thing than when your kids are in their twenties. <laughs> this is my, my one. Uh, Leo's close; he'll be he'll be twenty in in, in February. Um, my wife and I were talking. Uh, she's off this week. I'm off next week. We were talking over dinner last night, and she asked me, like, "So, is there anything that needs to happen?" That she's like, "Do I need to do anything to help get?" you ready for your family. Cause I usually handle like my, my folks and right. my nieces and like that. I'm sort of in charge of that. And, um, mm-hmm. I looked at her and said, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm just going to run out on, uh, and I went, uh, hmm. I, I, Saturday, I guess <laughs> Saturday, mm. Saturday is like the last, <laughs> the last chance. It's Christmas Eve is Sunday for God's sake. Like, yeah, I've never been, It'll be fine. I've got plenty of time to get done what I need to get done on Saturday, but I didn't realize I'd left it right until the the, the very bitter end here. Like I'm like the la- I like to go out on the last day I can before Christmas, like sort of on a leisurely. Let me see if there's anything in the window that catches my eye that I can buy my wife. That kind of vibe, right? Not you got to get your dad and your mom. Like I haven't done any of it, so. Um, I got some work to do, I guess. It just sort of, it's a long way to go to say somehow or another, even though I know how calendars and time work, uh, it sort of snuck up on uh-huh. me that Christmas is Monday. It, yeah, I, we are cut from the same cloth in the same way. And and I don't love going out that late, but it always happens every year. Just you, you think you have time and then stuff gets in the way. I actually did some of that today, actually. I was down at the stadium for practice. And on the way home, I said, you know what? I got to stop here and stop there and I can kind of clean a couple of these things up and buy a couple of things. So I did that, which was really nice because for me, I kept thinking if I don't do it, 
we leave Friday for L.A. Like, I'm not doing it Friday. <laughs> You've got travel. And I'm in L.A. Saturday all day. There's a game. Yeah, then then the game. And we're not going to land from L.A. back in Buffalo until, like, Sunday morning. Like, early Sunday morning. Yeah, there's no running around and on Christmas, Eve, Christmas Eve for you. Eve. Right? <laughs> no! And there's football on, and stores are closed. I mean, or they close at noon. Whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not happening. So it had to be, like, today or like at some point tomorrow a little bit. Somehow we'll get it together, I'm sure. Uh, Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. Um, what's the what's the story from practice today? Um, do you want to run down the injury list first? Is it still as lengthy as it was yesterday? I honestly have been so wrapped up in the Sabre stuff that I, I haven't even looked at the injury report yet. Well, yesterday there were 14 players in the injury report. Today there are 15 players on the injury report. Okay. Um, however, before anybody goes into freakout mode, um, the good news is that of the 14 who were on it yesterday, there was no change in any of their status. And we already knew Jordan Phillips probably isn't going to play this week. Von Miller didn't practice yesterday for personal reasons, but it was a vet rest day today. He was there. He was at, but he mm-hmm. gets a vet rest day um, at this time of week every week. And then um, everybody else, if they were full, they're full today. They were limited. They were limited today. So that's good. The mm, news to monitor here is the addition is the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. James Cook has an illness and missed practice today. So he was named AFC Offensive Player of the Week right around noon. That news came out. And then at 1230, he wasn't on the practice field. So, um, look, I mean, obviously you hope that he's okay. And, you know, it's a a Wednesday here. The game is on Saturday. Last week, the Cowboys had several guys that were sick as well. Jalen Hurts was sick, and that almost cost him the game, actually. Um, But he played. So... You don't know what the situation is other than he didn't practice today with an illness. Yeah, and suddenly running backs don't matter has taken a bit of a hit with the way James Cook has mattered. James Cook has definitely mattered yeah. uh, to this team the last few weeks, and I don't know, I don't, I'm not prepared to s- see any reason for that to slow down. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Did, did I, I think I, I heard Thurman on with Tasker and Brownie today preceding uh, my show here, and I, I, I think I heard them say that Cook winning AFC Offensive Player of the Week is the first time the Bills have had a running back win that since Travis Henry did back in like '02 or something. Which is I that mean, makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, wow. I mean, you know, they've then had some great teams, but there have been some very good players at that position for the Bills uh, between then and now. But none of them ever had you know this 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 uh, you know this recognition, I guess. And, and I mean, think about what it would take, what it takes, to, everything to go into being um, a player of the week. Obviously, Josh Allen's had a bunch here, but, you know, there's 16 teams in the AFC. Generally, you're only going to give it to a winning team. Um, I think that's kind of the general rule, whether it's written or not. Right. I don't think it is. Um, but, you know, you have to be you have to be on a team that wins and there's 16 teams in the conference and you got to have these stats. So there's a lot that goes yep. into it. You got to have a lot of, of quarterbacks all have off weeks. running backs. Right, right. That's right. And the only guy I thought that might get it from him this week, um, I said I figured James Cook would get it. The only guy I thought that could get it instead might have been Joe Flacco because he threw for like 350, threw for 200 in the fourth quarter, had a comeback, uh, but he had three interceptions. So I think that probably, you know, kind of tilted it very heavily in James Cook favor anyway. Yeah, 374, I think, was the final number on Flacco. Just a ridiculous. I, I just still can't believe that that team is 9-5 and five and he's their quarterback right now. With with yeah. everything they've had going on, I mean, I mean, credit to him. It's a great story, but it's just... Can it, is that sustainable? I mean, we'll see, I guess, here as we as we move forward. So 
as the Bills get ready for this game, Sal, like I, I, you said yesterday that the, the vibes there feel like the, the team feels like they, there's belief there. And, you know, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, like, I, I got to admit, I, I alluded to this about a half an hour or so ago, that this season has caused me to sort of regress to pre-Bills contender mode when I'm, I'm watching the games just because they've lost games that I didn't think they had any business losing to teams that they didn't have any business losing to, really, is the way to say that. And so I know they've gotten through the hard part here, and they beat the Chiefs, and they beat the Cowboys. They really should have, for all intents and purposes, beat the Eagles, but they didn't. Still, here they are, and now here are these two easy games, quote-unquote, that they'll be heavily favored in. And I don't know. I'm a little. I'm a little more nervous than I'd like to admit. I understand that. I mean, like they've. This, these are the spots that they have not excelled in this year. Uh, they've excelled more in the spots where they're supposed to, um, or at least you know, a, a really good team like Miami, or like you said, the Eagles. And even though they lost that game, and then the Chiefs, uh, but a couple of times like the Raiders. And the commanders, even though it took a little while there, they mm-hmm. did kind of put their foot down when they needed to put their foot down. Uh, I, I think this team is in a different spot right now, though, than they were in some of those other games like New England, like the Jets, like Denver. I think they're feeling better. I think the offensive coordinator change obviously has helped that a lot. But look, this is still a talented Chargers group. They've had an extra three, four days uh, to prepare here. They had a coach change and usually that gives you at least like a one game bump and some sort of you know hey we're going to play for this guy we want to make sure that everybody knows that you know what we put out on the field last week wasn't us so those certain then you know you get a short week to travel to LA it's a long flight um by the way five and a half hours I think I looked it up five and a half hour flight that's wild right uh, we were talking about like round table on Friday and I'm like yeah what's the and I looked at it, I'm like I, we're gonna be in the air the whole time it's a, it's a <laughs> right, you know it's, it's right. a long flight right you know so I mean just a, it's a long flight so it makes even a shorter week I guess than a normal flight you know to somewhere in in maybe New York or New England or something like that so I do think there's some traps here for the bills I really do um but at the end of the day if you don't beat Easton Stick, are you a playoff team if you're the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you have to beat Easton Stick. And that's, to me, what I'm like kind of banking on here, which is you, even if you have a quote-unquote letdown and the Chargers have a bump, even if those two things do mm-hmm. collide, you still have to beat Easton Stick. Right. You can't let him beat I you. was thinking about this last night. I, I was like, how bad could the Bills play and still win? It's not not a fun question to entertain, but, you know, it it should be there for them. How much do you know about this player? I mean, I know it's North Dakota State, and we've got Wyoming, Josh Allen, so, like, that's kind of cool. But, honestly, I did not see a minute of him playing uh, at all in the game on Thursday that they got blown out in. Um, Like, what what sort of player are we talking about? Do you you have much of a cliff notes on him? No, other than the fact that I didn't realize, I guess, that he's been in the NFL for five years. <laughs> you know, I mean, 19, 20, 22, 20. This is his fifth year. Yeah. He was a fifth round pick back in 2019. He succeeded Carson Wentz, actually, at North Dakota State. Um, you know, a really, really high level, decorated college quarterback for that level and what he did there. Um, what he can do. He, he's actually, a, he can run. And I know his NFL stats don't say that. His college stats do. Okay. I mean, he's in his in his college career, three different years he ran for over 600 yards, <laughs> and the one year he did it was at 498. So I mean, okay. he's a guy that rushed, ran for ran for 41 touchdowns. He's a, he's a mobile guy. Now, will they keep him in the pocket? 
I don't know. Will they want him to run around? I mean, you know, the offensive line is has not been very good for the Chargers. It might be just get rid of the ball. You know, and plus you don't want to go to another quarterback too. So they signed Will Greer, I believe. You know, so let's let's minimize his opportunities for taking shots. So even though that you know, and he does have a live arm, there's no doubt about that. Um, I yeah, I, I mean, I guess the guy in another circumstance, if he wasn't behind Justin Herbert, maybe he gets a little bit of a shot a little sooner in his career. But he also is a guy that's kind of pretty nondescript so far. Nobody's been talking about how, man, if this guy just goes somewhere, <laughs> he becomes a free agent, he's going to get a shot. I've never heard anybody talk about him like that either. Right. I'm glad to know this about his rushing in college because I, I, I you know, I looked, you said his NFL stats. I looked at this year, we just had um, yeah. uh, Joe Reedy, who covers the Chargers for the AP on last hour, and I said two carries for 11 yards. I'm guessing this isn't a scramble guy, but maybe it's just, you know, a small sample. Yeah, I think that's the case, but it's also, um, I mean, he, I'm looking at his, I'm, I'm going back now, I don't know this off the top of my head, obviously. I'm looking back, his combine, 4.6240. That's really nice for a quarterback, right? He can run a little bit. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a, he's a, a guy that's, a, he's an athlete, he's got an arm, so you have to be aware of all that kind of stuff. And with a new coach coming in, Maybe they have some – they have nothing to lose, right? If the Bills beat them, they're eliminated from the playoffs. Now, they're not going to make it anyway, but it would officially close the door on their playoff chances. They might just let it all hang out. Maybe you see some different things happen. Maybe we see a different usage of Austin Eckler. I think anytime you go against a team that has new pieces and parts that you haven't seen, and in this case it would be a coach, right, what his philosophy is, um, you have to be very wary of those kinds of things. So at the end of the day, I think you just rely on the fact that you're a good team. The Bills are a good team. They're playing good offense. They have Josh Allen. Um, and, you know, they, they just they shut down Dak Prescott last week. And they shut down Patrick Mahomes. So right. your challenge is to go out there, and even though you don't have as much film on the quarterback or know the offensive philosophy with this particular head coach, you should be confident that you can shut down Easton Stick, and you need to go do that. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline here on WGR for just a few more minutes. Bills and Chargers on Saturday night. Peacock around the country will be on Channel 2 here locally if you're not a Peacock subscriber. Um, Khalil Mack, Sal. Like, this is another team with Bosa out, and I know he's eligible to, to be activated, but doesn't sound like that's in the offing here right away. This is the first week he's eligible to come off of IR. Um, but Mack has had a monster season, 15 sacks on the yeah. year. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's you know he got, got fat in one game. Uh, early this year, I think against the Raiders, if I remember correctly. Uh, but still, prolific pass rusher. But it's another one of these one-man show deals, and I, I, I want to feel like I want to trust the Bills to be able to f- figure out a way to handle him. Yeah, I mean, going into the year, you think about the players they have up front, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, and, you know, uh, bookends, right? Holy cow. Like, what a formidable group. And now Joey Bosa, as you just mentioned, he is eligible to come back. They have not... Um, Act. They haven't even opened his window yet, to be quite honest with you. He hasn't practiced because if he was, they would have to announce that because of the new rules. You have to put him on the actual injury report um, for the week. They didn't do that. <clears throat> so he hasn't practiced. Uh, if he's going to step on the field, they'll have to do that. Um, and then you have Khalil Mack, to go back to your conversation about him. Yeah, at his age, you know, to be doing what he's doing is so great. Look, I- I've always said, and it's true, you go back and look, that position you can play at a very high level into your mid and even late 30s if you take care of your body. This is a 32-year-old who's still putting together one of the best years of his career. He's already tied his career high in sacks, which came in his second year in the in the league, 15. Um, he was an all-pro that year. So, you know, he's doing those kinds of things again. Now, as far as the Bills and handling them, I agree with you. Um, they've done a very good job against top pass rushers this year, including last week, 
against Micah Parsons, he had two assisted tackles, nothing else. No quarterback pressure hurries, no um, solo tackles, no tackles for loss, no sacks. They went against Max Crosby, basically blanked him off the stat sheet. They went against Chase Young and Sweat and Allen and Payne in the against the Commanders, pretty much took care of those guys up front. Um, I, I think the Bills are very good at designing game plans, A, on offense to take care of that guy, and on defense to take care of a team's number one wideout. And in this case, that would be Keenan Allen. Just going to let you know, Bulldog, it just came out within the last hour. He did not practice again today mm. with that heel injury, so it's really trending like him not playing in this game. All right. This might be the best Bills offensive line since what? Blank. Like I, I feel like the, the line is, is having a very good year, Sal. They are. Um, number one, it starts with, and this isn't the only reason, but it really helps to be healthy. Mm-hmm. They have been healthy all year. They have not had – I'm going to find some wood. Hold on. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, even Deion Dawkins, he was asked about that last week. He goes, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to put that out there. Like, I mean, I don't want to even speak it because, right. you know, we all know. I mean, it's just it's, – it's, it's amazing to be at this position of the year and have all five offensive linemen who – have not missed a start. Now, here or there, there's been a guy or two. Sure. Dion came out a game for a play or two. Yep. You know, but, I mean, yeah. And, and Bulldog, here's the other part about it. I, I would tell you, even though they've been healthy and they haven't had to use them, I think, and I think the Bills think, they have a really good backup unit, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Bates, David Edwards, I know they really like Ryan Vandermark and Alec Anderson. I mean, that's a that's a... Any one of those guys has to go in. I think the Bills are very, very confident in what they could do. So it starts with that. And then, of course, it helps when Josh Allen can get out of things and he can scramble around. There's no doubt about that. And now you see the physicality of that group. And I think the the biggest thing, well, first of all, I want to give a lot of credit to Aaron Cromer. I think Aaron Cromer is a heck of a coach. Eric Wood, when he was hired, said, you know, this is like one of the better O-line coaches he's ever been around. He teaches really the way his teaching method is, it's every guy, he'll teach them to their strengths. It's not just, this is how you block this. It's, no, okay, because you're leaner and taller, you have to block it this way. Because you're shorter and wider, you have to block it this way. I think it's fascinating for an offensive line group for a coach to to teach it that way, right? I mean, you could talk about other positions, running backs, wide receivers, guys who are smaller or bigger. But when you're talking about offensive line, a five-man unit, to be able to do that and do it successfully, I think that's really, really interesting. And Eric's talked about that with Aaron Cromer. So I think he's done a really good job there. And then the physicality, the, the one thing I think they don't get enough credit for, but now we're seeing, they're super athletic. I mean, their tackles, right. when you see Deion Dawkins do the things he's doing, pulling around, not going left, but going right from the left side. Mm-hmm. And Spencer Brown going right to left. And Mitch Morse pulling. You know, Normally in football, it's guards pull. We don't do that anymore. You, you, everybody can pull. That, it's been the case for years now in football. But now you're seeing it really come to fruition with some of these um, NFL offensive lines. And you see these tackles pulling the way they do. You see the center. and that, that's, a, that's a real testament to their athleticism. Yeah, Spencer Brown might be one of the stories of the year sneakily on the Bills. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, so much concern about him going into the season. And even the opener, if I remember correctly, didn't go great. Um, and all he's done since then is, well, really not get talked about, and that's the old cliche about the offensive lineman, right? But he, he's, he's had a nice year out there. He has, and, you know, all the things, <coughs> excuse me, all the things the Bills said about him last year and missing a lot of reps earlier in the year because of the back surgery and then coming in late, um, you know, coming from a smaller school and not having as many, you know, opportunities and reps the first year maybe as as you'd like, I mean, look, it all sounds like 
excuses, cliches. We hear those things. And you can dismiss that. I understand that. It's it's because you're trying to stand by and be confident in your guy, be confident in your pick. But it feels like maybe that's the case. I actually, I think it's a great launching point to make the point. And I, I wrote this on Twitter the other day, and I used James Cook as the example. But I think that Spencer Brown is another great example. I think sometimes you just have to give it some time with these young guys, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everybody says it. But everybody wants immediate results. And what happens is, Bulldog, as you know, a guy comes in, any sport, but in football, a guy comes in and he hits right away as a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a fifth-round pick, whatever it is. And it skews the expectations for everybody else. It's just not normal. Like, guys take – this is a grown man's game. And they're coming from college where it just wasn't the case. The level of competition they're facing is not nearly the same. And sometimes guys just take a little time. And you have to take a step back. You have to let it breathe. We were sitting here in the offseason – you know this. We were sitting here in the offseason every single day. I'd get on social media. I'd get people calling. We would. Oh, my God. Brandon Bean, all these first and second round picks that haven't hit. Spencer Brown's been horrible. And James Cook hasn't hit. And Ed Oliver going back to there. Well, you know what? Maybe it's maybe it didn't go as quickly as people wanted and hoped, even the Bills. But look where we are now. And I just think that it's a great reminder that sometimes those things happen. You know what? You also get misses sometimes. Kyer Elam looks like a miss. He should be better than he is right now. Totally concede that, and it's fair to criticize that. But it's not normal to come in this league and just be really, really good right away. Well, that's, uh, that's an excellent point, and that's a fantastic place to leave the conversation f- for us until tomorrow, Sal. And by the way, I just got a text from our, our boss. Like With your schedule, they're going to make me stay till 10 o'clock our time to do the roundtable when you get to LA. <laughs> I love it. On the Friday before Christmas. That, 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 how's, that, uh, how's, that, how's that sound? I mean, if you, I might be at an Italian <laughs> restaurant talking to you, the, you know, putting up the, the technology there and, and, and doing it from there. Try to imagine me sitting in this chair until 10 o'clock at night on a Friday. <laughs> Two days oh, before. Wait, Christmas. wait, wait, wait! You did that back in WB, yeah, WBN. Oh, well, like sure. you probably stayed till midnight. Right. Well, that didn't start till six, but still, yeah. Uh, nonetheless, all right. Thanks for uh, fitness in today, and we'll catch up tomorrow, Sal. And um, yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you. You got it, man. As our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline, his appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? All right, just like we did an hour ago, we're through with the guests. We got a half hour open. You want to fire away on the Sabres? You want to pick up on something Sal and I were talking about regarding the Bills? Uh, the, the vibes, how you're feeling going into these two <clears throat> easier-looking games before the showdown with Miami? Uh, anything and everything on the table for you at 803-0550. Mike Shope is off this week. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.